Welcome to Planting Freedom. This is the place where you'll get to journey with a small group of people from Northport, Alabama. This group is a part of a team that is working together towards a common goal. Now, while our ultimate goal may be the same, we're all very different. We have different personalities, different jobs, and we're all at different stages in our lives. But here, you'll get to hear some of our hopes and dreams, some of our fears, some of our triumphs, but most importantly, you'll get to hear our hearts. My hope and prayer is that through this podcast, you'll be able to journey with us as we seek God's direction in pursuing our ultimate goal together. What's up, podcast world? Hey, we're glad to have you with us this morning, afternoon, or evening, whatever it is that you find yourself listening in. And hey, thank you for supporting us so far by listening and giving us your feedback. And we look forward to continuing this journey with all of you to planting a church. Now, on today's episode, you're going to get to hear from two more members of our plant team, Josh and Lauren Easter. I've known the Easters for four or five years now, and it's been nothing short of honor and joy for me in my life. They're an incredible family that loves Jesus and serves Him with all that they've got. And I am so excited for you to get to hear a little about their story and all that God has done in the life of their family. So let's get started by saying hello and hearing more about who Josh and Lauren are. So Easters, say hello and tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Lauren Easter, and my husband is Josh Easter. <laughs> and we have two children, Madison Easter, who is two, and Elijah Easter, who is one. Um, just to tell you a little bit about myself, I am from a small town about 45 minutes south of Northport Baptist Church. So I, I grew up in Sumter County as what would be the easiest way to call it and just a small town and grew up going to church every Sunday and uh, got saved when I was eight years old at vacation Bible school and just the typical small town raising that that you hear a lot up here in the in Alabama so I, I eventually migrated to Tuscaloosa and that's where I've been since 2006 and and since that time, um, lots of things have happened. Uh, God has done a lot of really cool things in in my life, especially once that that move to Tuscaloosa occurred. Yeah. Well, I am from anywhere and everywhere in North Alabama, born and raised in the Decatur-Coleman area. I'm also familiar with Athens and Huntsville. Um, I moved to Tuscaloosa in 2009, and kind of like Lauren said, you know, I've been in church my whole life. Um, I was uh, not the best kid. Lots of spankings, um, lots of come to Jesus meetings, and I finally found Jesus. And uh, oh, I don't remember what year it was, but I was 16 years old. I'm getting old now, and I can't remember those types of things. But I was 16 years old, and I remember I actually got baptized and saved. And uh, at that point, my life was changed, um, and it all started um, about a year prior to. Being 16, I was 14 or 15, and I went to Billy Graham's church camp in Asheville, North Carolina. And I remember on the way there, I was cursing my parents and screaming and kicking and fighting. And the day that they came back and picked me up, it was a whole different story. Um, and again, you know, after coming to Tuscaloosa, there's been a lot of exciting things, like Lauren said, that have happened with us since then. Uh, maybe we'll get to share those in, in future podcasts. But that's basically the gist of us. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So, so what do you, what do you like to do for fun? I mean, either one of you, like what's a hobby or even something that you enjoy doing with Maddie and Eli, um, your two kiddos, um, what do y'all enjoy doing as a family? Well, I would have to say, like me personally, I am a big fan of cooking. That's where I spend most of my time. Josh. I'm a big fan of eating. <laughs> hey, um, I'm a big fan of eating your wife's food, too. <laughs> you can cook, girl. It's very good. I appreciate good. it. It's my pleasure. So, yeah, um, that's that's really my, my favorite thing to do. Um, definitely spending time with the kids. We love just getting down on the floor with them and just laughing at the things that come out of my incredibly intelligent two-year-old's mouth and just <laughs> the, uh, the lovingness that we see in our what we call our gentle giant who is about the same size as our two-year-old but is a full 14 <laughs> month, months less than her so we just um, we love spending time as a family it is our children are n- nothing short of a pure blessing yeah, yeah, I I, I love uh, your kids. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I do love your kids. You have great kids. They're uh, they're beautiful and they're fun and they're smart and they're going to grow up and change the world. Um, and Jesus. you want to keep so. them for a week for us, correct? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, man. Send them send them to Vegas and and uh, and we'll go out and evangelize together. There we go. And you know, fun fact: Chris Parker has held both of my children at the hospital after they were born. So um, that's right. And that trend. would be one thing, though if they were like born in the same city (laughs) like where any of us grew up but that wasn't the case they were both born in different cities and yeah that's cool why don't y'all tell us a little bit about what you do for work you know josh lauren y'all do different things you don't work together so tell us a little bit just about what you do well right now i work um at a gym i've been in gyms my whole life um i found a home here for the past couple of years at iron tribe fitness um in tuscaloosa Um, so, you know, fitness is, is a big part for us, for our family. It always has been, um, you know, the kids come to the gym and they hang out and they run around and, and they watch us and they, they love it. Um, and we try to show that example to them, but, you know, uh, for me working there, um, it's, it's all about, you know, number one, uh, being with the community, you know, helping other people. Um, so that's why I do what I do. And I, I love watching people change their lives. And, um, you know, fitness is just one avenue to do that. And it can lead to, you know, a lot of other things. Um, you know, when people start getting healthy and they start making that change, it can be a mental change. It could be physical. It can even lead to something spiritual, um, which, you know, uh, I've seen happen. And, um, you know, so it's just a great avenue for me to, uh, be able to help people and to push them out of their comfort zone. And it's a great avenue, um, for me to, um, you know, keep myself, you know, to try to be an example myself and, you know, as the leader of my family to, you know, to try to lead them, um, you know, whether it's physical, mental or spiritual. That's awesome. That's great. Lauren, Lauren, what about you? Um, So I have been with uh, here in Tuscaloosa, anybody would say the power company, but for people that don't know uh, Alabama, um, I work for Alabama Power Company, which is a Southern company. So I've been with them since 2005 and basically just work in the electric industry as a customer service representative. And and one of uh, something that, that maybe I took for granted in the earlier years of of my employment, but now I've come to, God's really revealed to me that customer service is actually uh, a talent or or a gift that he has given me. And so I've really come to appreciate the opportunities that I have day in and day out to serve people, even in just an electric utility 
um, environment. It, it mm. you know, it can sound kind of silly to some people, but I, you know, I tell, I was just telling a coworker today um, who who's on the front line. I told her, you know, we have an opportunity to possibly be the only light that somebody sees when they walk through the door. And and that yeah. has been something that God has really just pressed in on me over the last few years is that it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can serve him and you can love on people and, and we should take every each and every day to do that. So, right. so that's, that's my entire background uh, is, is the utility company, Alabama power. Here's what I, here's what I love about the two of you is that, First, I say, tell me about yourself and your family. And then I'm like, just tell me what you do for a living. And both of you did that. You both told me what you do for a living. But you also told me how you leverage what you do for a living for the kingdom. I didn't ask you to do that, right? That just came out. It just is an overflow of who you are. You just love people and you love seeing people encounter Jesus. And whether that be in the fitness world or in customer relations with with Alabama Power um, saying that you may be the only light that someone sees that day, man, what, what an, what an outlook or perspective on what you do. That's awesome. And, and that's one of the many, many, many reasons that I love the Easter family. So this next question that we're going to move into or next thing that I'd like to ask about is how you became a part of this plant team. And I know it's, it's really involved, but basically the answers that you just gave me about what you do for a living told me why you're going as a part of the plant team, um, because you love to see people encounter Jesus. And I know that about the two of you, but um, in a little more detail, I guess, would you, for, for our listeners, for the people that might not know you like I know you, um, just, just give us a rundown of, you know, how did it go from I'm just coming to work to now I'm coming to work and I'm, I have a, a spiritual set of eyes and, and I'm open and aware of the needs of the people around me to, okay, now it's time for me to quit my job um, and move to go plant a church. Now for Josh, it's, it's one thing to be a trainer at a gym where you can, you know, move to another gym, but Lauren, you work for Alabama power. Alabama power is not in Arizona, right? I mean, it's Alabama power. And of course there are utility companies, but so tell me, how did it go from, Hey, I'm single, I'm doing my thing and I'm married and I have kids and now we're going to go plant a church. Well, I, I would just say, you know, I look back over the course of the, the last several years and, and God's faithfulness has just been a constant. Um, I, I have to say, you know, there's always those benchmarks of things that have happened and kind of those, those moments where you're like, Oh goodness, I just see God's hand just all over this. And, and I think yeah. in, in an effort of just being completely transparent about, um, you know, who I am, God, um, in his faithfulness has restored me to a place where I can serve and where I can have eyes to um, see needs that other people have. And, and I say that in, in the easiest place that I can put that benchmark is Josh and I, um, we met in 2012 and, and that was on the tail end of what I would consider some of the really um, fleshy years that, that I yeah. lived. And in 2013, December of 2013, one of the biggest decisions that that I made and that Josh supported me in, at, not even as my husband yet, but as as my boyfriend, was to to not drink alcohol anymore. And yeah. to some people, that might not seem like you know a huge deal. I, I don't know, but 
this was something that God had convicted me very strongly about. And when I made the decision to say, I will never do this again, and it was a true heart decision, it was as if a physical weight had been lifted off of my shoulders. And Mm. from that point on, I I started to see God move in my life in ways that I, I never even thought were possible. And, and now I can look at it and see that it's because I surrendered something that had held on to my life for so long. Right. So I, I say all that in being transparent, but shortly thereafter, Josh and I got married in 2014. So we're coming on August 9th. It'll be four years that we've been married. Yes, four years. Four beautiful years. We've had two mm-hmm. children in those years. We have had, it has been quite an adventure. Um, some, some would say that we um, we don't waste any time doing anything. Um, some would probably say that about this church plant. That it's like, what now what are you doing now? Um, yeah, my, yeah. Our, our families just can't quite keep up with us. But sure. that's, that's the beauty of it is that we're just we're just going where God tells us to go. And, and, and we're, we're trying not to question anything. We're just trying to just follow his leading. Well, and the sweet part about all that is, you know, my side of the story goes back to 2009 when I went to Alabama and, and Chris, you've heard this story several times. I don't have time to tell the whole thing. Um, but you know, I was in my apartment. I was, you know, had been chasing all the wrong things, not really concentrating on school. And, uh, and, and I just, you know, I broke down. And I asked God, you know, what, what do you want? Like, what am I doing? I've changed my major 17 times. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I've taken French classes and I, I failed out after the very first day. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I was chasing anything I could find and uh, trying to find fulfillment. And, and God spoke to me that night and he said, Josh, you've got a gift for fitness. And I didn't know what he was talking about, you know, and, and, but I just trusted it. It was, uh, it was, you know, I hit my knees. I prayed for hours. And when I say hours, I mean for hours. And, you know, that led to me changing my major to fitness. Um, I found out that I had a passion there and that God was right. I was wrong. Um, it was not criminal justice. It was not French. It was not Spanish or any of these other things. It was fitness. And so I got a job, started working that job, and I just fell in love with it. You know, again, like I talked about earlier, seeing people change their lives and you having just a really small part of that uh, was was awesome to me. I loved seeing somebody either lose weight that they never thought they could lose or maybe do a movement or do something that they never thought they could do. And then just the, 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 their face and the light uh, that came through that moment was just awesome to see. So yeah. I got addicted to that feeling, I guess, of, of being a small part of that with people. So time goes by. Um, I worked several different jobs, you know, and, and I went to my master's degree at Mississippi State as a strength and conditioning coach. Um, left there, went and worked for the Navy, did some work with the NFL during that time as well. And I also interned with Alabama during that time. And eventually that landed me here with Iron Tribe, where I've seen, you know, it, it's been an awesome, awesome place for me um, to see this life change happen for so many people. It's been a great place. Um, and it's taught me a lot. And it's really shown me where my passion is. And my passion is in the functional fitness community and just the way that it builds the community and the way that you can use all these movements that can really change somebody's life. And, uh, and, you know, God's got a place in that. Uh, Right. Well, and what I was going to say is Josh really is so good. Um, so many people tell me once they've met him, how, how wonderful he is. And, And he really does have a talent for, for fitness. And I'm so glad that he was willing to, to follow that path. So back to where, 
that fitness path led him, we have to go to Georgia, which is where kind of this, I believe, you know, our original question was, where does the church plant kind of fit into our lives? And, and, and Josh, um, the day before we got married, got a call that he had an interview to the Navy base in, in Kingsland, Georgia. Um, you know, we knew about this, we knew it was a possibility, but it, it was such interesting timing that it, that yeah. literally the day before we get married, it's like, Hey, um, by the way, you really need to get prepared for this because, um, I'm about to do something in your lives. And, and instead of being scared, I remember Josh and I being really excited about an opportunity to move eight hours away from everything we knew as a, right. as a married couple. And, you know, the, the faithfulness in that process of God, because Josh moved almost six months ahead of me to Georgia, and we spent that first few months of our marriage apart, seeing each other, you know, every couple of weeks, which was really, really difficult. But the sure. growth that that both of us experienced in that and the people that he led us to, it's nothing short of him. You know, yeah. it's none of it's coincidence. And, and it's, it's such a beautiful thing for us to be able to, you know, we've lived the story. And so we can look back on all of this and say, oh, you know, every single piece of it was God. But, you know, I remember Josh calling me really upset when he got to Georgia. Oh, I cried like a baby. On the floor, like crying. Come on, wait a minute, buddy. We don't have to tell the details. <laughs> like but. ready to come home. But, you know, Josh Easter, he's a planner and he gets things done. And I do love that about him because he is just, he is the the get done guy. But in his get done um, personality, he, Josh went a little early to Georgia. And so he found <laughs> himself with lots of time on his hands. And in yeah. that time, he found himself devastated that he was alone and didn't know anyone. But... We had gone to a church, Kingsland First Baptist, when we visited. Um, what church? That sounds familiar. What church did yeah, you say? Kingsland. Okay. <laughs> what a delightful <laughs> church. And and it, it had made such an impression on us uh, when we went. And, and, and even the day that we did that, like, we were not in agreement about going to church, but I felt very strongly we must go to church. And this was the church that we landed at. And I remember Lisa singing the blood and I remember crying like a baby in, mm. you know, in the, in the audience and thinking this could be like our home church. And I told him when he called and said, I am just, I can't do this. I've got, I've got to move home. I said, you've got to go to church. It was a Wednesday night. I had no other offer to give him other than you just got to go be around people that love God. And sure yeah. enough, that's where the gentle Bobby Williams and the sweet Jan Wilson pointed Josh in the direction of Chris Parker. And come on, come on. I mean, it's just, you can't make this stuff up. And no. it, it's so, it's so cool and exciting to see those things just unfold before your eyes. So little did we know that back in 2009, when I hit the floor and didn't know what I was going to do, that God had this elaborate plan laid out that only gets better and better and better. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's funny to tell people, um, like back at Northport, when they'd ask, well, how do you know the Easter's are 
you know, y'all seem like y'all known each other for a while. And I said, well, we have. <laughs> we met um, <laughs> at Georgia and spent quite a bit of time together down there. And so, yeah, that that that's where uh, Maddie was born, down in Jacksonville, Florida, just, just south of Kingsland. And then uh, baby Eli, baby E was born in uh, Northport, there in Tuscaloosa, rather. So that's really awesome. And, and God did cross our paths. And at the time, I had no idea why either. I had no idea what he was setting up for the future. Um, but he did set this up and it's so cool to look back on and see how God has orchestrated this whole thing. And so with, with that being said, we met in Kingsland and then I came to Northport. You guys were still in Kingsland Mm -hmm. and then God did some things and uh, opened some doors. And ultimately you found uh, yourselves back in Alabama with both having good jobs in Alabama. Um, so what happened from the time you came back to Alabama And today, July 17th, 2018, to where you said, yes, God, I'll go plant a church. Like, because I I know a lot of people from Kingsland and I know a lot of people from Northport and they didn't all sign up to come as a part of the plant team just because I know them or they know me. Right. So at some point, something happened where God called you and said, I'm calling your family to something greater. So can you Go into a little bit about what that looked like for you. Like, how did you know this is what God was calling you to do? Well, God was faithful to us from the beginning. You know, like I said, it started in 2009 after we moved to Georgia and we had Maddie. You know, we didn't have a lot of the answers at that point. Um, you know, we were in debt. We had no idea what we were going to do. And little did we know, about a month before Maddie's born, Lauren gets a raise, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's exactly what we need. You know, we we get somebody from church who volunteers to be a babysitter for us so because we couldn't afford daycare. God found a way to provide for us. And that was really the awakening for us. I would I would say, you know, the benchmark for our marriage, like talked about uh, earlier, was that Georgia experience. We really grew close. We learned how to be uh, not selfish anymore and to be parents and to care about uh, that. And we also drew closer to God and we saw, you know, God works around you all the time. And you have to open your eyes to see that a lot of things are gifts from him. You know, a lot of people would say, well, I got that raise. I deserved it. Well, maybe you did, but maybe it was God giving you something. You know, maybe it was a gift from him to take care of you. And we've seen little things like that happen over and over and over. Um, Another one, you know, that really made an impression on us was when we came back to Alabama. You know, it was very shortly after that we found out that my mom had essentially terminal cancer. She was told she had just a couple of weeks to live. Um, And this was shortly after coming back. And if you know my mom, she is one of the sweetest little Christian women that you would ever meet. Um, She had a huge impression on Lauren um, and especially me. And we got to come back and spend just enough time with her before she was taken from us um, just at a year ago. It's it's basically just past her one year um, uh, since she died. And, you know, we were we look at that as a blessing you know, not as a curse. God allowed us to come back and not be eight and a half hours away and spend time with her. We look at him providing for us again when we had Eli and we didn't know what we were going to do by using Iron Tribe and using Alabama Power to provide for us. And when you look back and you open your eyes and you see all these things and you take them for what they really are, which is God taking care of you, then you don't want to do anything but give back to him. You know, the least that we could do, the least that I could do is try to lead my family and following what I feel like he has laid out for us. Cause he hasn't let us down yet. Yeah. You know, he's only taken us to cooler and cooler places and taken us to newer and newer heights. And it's been awesome to see. 
Absolutely. And, you know, just the the move from Georgia to Alabama, I would have to say um, that took some convincing for me. You know, Josh, uh, Josh felt very strongly about this. And it's been it's been a bit of a learning lesson for me that, you know, God talks to my husband and he talks to me, but he can talk to us in different ways. And, and so I, I found some some trust that I, I clearly didn't have in my husband um, before before that move. So it was a really, you know, after we left Georgia, I feel like Josh and I can both agree that Georgia was a preparing place for us. Um, yeah. It it felt like it was a place where he was like, okay, I'm going to step you out a little bit of your comfort zone and I'm going to get you a little bit prepared, but there's something else. And and so when, when Josh led us back to Alabama, when we got here, well, and actually I'll step back just a little bit. One thing that sticks out in my mind, and it's a prayer that I prayed when I was in Georgia. And, you know, people will joke and say, if you don't really want God to answer prayer, you, you probably don't need to pray it. But Pastor Brian had given me a copy, a CD copy of the prayer of Jabez. And I had listened to it in the car because I had a commute to to Brunswick when I worked. And, and I just started praying the prayer of Jabez over and over and over again, mm. every single day. And, you know, especially the expanding my territory part, you know, now that I, now that I look back at that and I see him answering that prayer, I'm like, wow, like, you're not kidding. When, when I ask, you to do something, you will do it. And and that really excites me. So when I asked for my territory to be expanded, and then we went back to Alabama, it was a tish confusing for me um, yeah. because I felt like my territory had been decreased because we loved Georgia so much. Um, and right. we felt like, you know, there was that God was moving in our lives, but it, it was it was a very confusing time for me. It, there was a stirring in just in my spirit. Uh, that that we were we needed to be getting prepared for something that there was something on the horizon even though we were back home in Alabama and our families were so excited because we were back and the you know the children were back and everything so there was just this I wouldn't say an unsettled feeling but just a stirring in our hearts and mm. and this you know that's one of the things that I know that that we have been called to go there is not an ounce of me or Josh, that is hesitant in this. There is a peace that has come over us and come over our lives in, in moving out to Phoenix. And, and there are people that think that we are absolutely nuts, which yeah. some of which are, are my very family members, most of which are my family members. But there is, God has been so faithful and I am so humbled to be used to further his kingdom that mm. I don't know what to do with myself. And right. for, for there to be resistance, you know, from, from family members um, to something that is so grand and and so, I mean, just the honor of our lives, I just, it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around. So, so we're just, we're just tickled about it. We can't wait. Yeah. I love we put it. a sign in it. our yard this week, this last week. So. Come on. I know we've been celebrating. I'm ready for somebody else to get out West with me. Now, speaking of out West uh, in, in Buckeye, Northport Baptist has acquired um, some property there, uh, five acres of land that we are going to use to build on. And one of those things that we're going to build, um, obviously some space for the church to meet at some point, maybe some office space, things like that. But um, Josh, why don't you tell our listeners some of the other plans for that property and how you play a big role in that? 
Well, I don't know about big role, um, but I'm going to try to be a small part of it. But Dude, we, no, um, you got a big role, so you got to own it. <laughs> we, um, I'm, I'm going to try. We're, um, we're looking to, you know, build a CrossFit gym out there and use, you know, my passion for functional fitness. And, you know, going back to what I said earlier, seeing the way that that can change people physically, you know, and, and once you catch somebody's ear, I mean, you can change them mentally, you can change them spiritually. And I mean, that is a full lifestyle change. Yeah. And, you know, the gym brings people in um, automatically. And that's just, you know, our avenue to be able to get to know them as people, to love on them, to show them what true love really is. And, you know, to to not only, again, change them physically, but spiritually and mentally down the road as well. You know, I, I've been a part of a couple of CrossFit gyms. You've been a part of many, but there is community in something like that. I mean, in a gym like that, you make, I still have friends from both CrossFit gyms I've been a part of. And one of them I've not been a part of for uh, at least five years. And a matter of fact, earlier today, literally earlier today, I talked to the owner of that gym because he's still a friend of mine. And so you build community. And so that's going to be huge. Well, there was an article recently released. I say recently, several months ago, but it was um, on Fox News and some of the major web uh, websites and things like that. And it said CrossFit is the new church. You know, and that was a major article because it has Ironic. real implications. You yeah. know, it, it is a very real article. You know, where do people go other than work and home? They go to the gym. Yeah. And right now, the fitness industry is seeing a large boom that it's not seen in a very long time with fitness. Fitness is really exploding and CrossFit is right at the center of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the research is showing that not only does it work, but that again, the community, you know, it is building community like people have never seen before. Some people call it a cult. Um, you know, anything yeah. that's good, is going to scare somebody. So, you know, it is going to be the perfect avenue for us to show people love, to build a strong, strong community and ultimately turn that into the foundation of what we hope to be our church. Yeah. So here's the, here's the cool thing. One of my favorite parts about all of this is that my sending pastor, John Jenkins, pastor at Northport Baptist Church, and I had talked about the possibility of putting some business on some piece of property in some city where we planted a church. <laughs> we had no <laughs> idea what that looked like or what that meant. So through a couple of years of praying and seeking, we end up in Buckeye, Arizona, and then we end up finding this piece of property, five acres of land in the and just prime real estate in the city. And then John begins to talk to me about, you know, what about a gym? You know, what would a gym look like here? I mean, we went back to community, you know, that's what a gym creates. It breeds community with others. And then um, all of a sudden, here we are today, again, July of 2018, I'm talking to the Easters, one of which is going to run the gym because he's certified and that's what he does for a living. Josh, you didn't know we were going to put a gym on that property before you knew God called you. I mean, you, I had guys no did, idea. you guys didn't say yes to God because I'm going to get to run a gym. And so I just want to make that clear that you two were on board with the plant before this became a reality of we're going to put a gym there and Josh is going to run it. And so that's what's so awesome to me about it. And it speaks a lot to who you are um, as followers and the, the amount of faith that you both have is incredible because you're not doing it for a gym. You're not doing it for none of us are doing it for the money. I think I can speak for all of us when I say that, but, but you're doing it because you feel like it's what God's called you to do. And when you said, yes, God said, okay, watch this, watch this. I appreciate your faithfulness. Look, 
here's your opportunity. This is where you're going to thrive. And so it's awesome. So all of the exciting things, all the good things um, that are ahead that, that are the Easter family, why don't you tell us um, if you can just be transparent and, and as real as you can be for a moment, what are some, just one or two of your biggest uh, concerns or fears about moving to Buckeye? For me, it's, you know, you think about as the leader of your family, you think about financials, you know, you, you want to rely on God. But again, I'm not perfect, um, you know, and I don't claim to be. Um, so my fear initially goes to financially, yeah. um, you know, can I support my family? You said it earlier, you know, there's not an Alabama power out in uh, Buckeye and Lauren's been looking for jobs and they're they're hard to find. I mean, it's a growing city. Right. Um, so, you know, she's looking at going into a different career, but until that, you know, until that comes to fruition, it, it really falls on my shoulders, or at least I feel like it does. And I need to put that on God, but selfishly it's hard. You know, my, my flesh says you're, you're going to have to do whatever you have to do to provide. And then, you know, we, we have concerns about, you know, health insurance. We have fantastic health insurance right now, you know, and we don't know the answers to that. Yeah. Um, and we've had that conversation several times. You know, we don't know where we're going to live. Um, the job that I'm going to right now until this gym's built is 100% commission. And if Lauren does what she's doing, it'll be 100% commission. And, and we found out recently you can't apply for a house loan until you have two years of tax returns to show. So, you know, we're we're looking at an apartment with two kids. Um, so it it's going to be very uncomfortable. Um, you know, right now we have a beautiful house that we're selling and it's extremely comfortable. It's very functional and it's just going to be a very different situation. So for me as the leader of the family, it's, you know, I worry, is this the right decision? Just like I think anybody else would in this situation. But again, I, I look back and I see how God has just had this planned out the entire time and I mm -hmm. can't say no to it and I can't get caught up into worrying about these things. Otherwise it'll just consume me. And I'm the type of person that lets things consume me very easily. Um, so I have to really, really guard myself on this and just trust that it will all be taken care of. Cause like Lauren said earlier, I'm a planner and this is the complete opposite of planning. This is a lot of praying. So. But I love that you, that you just said you didn't say no. Like you just named off a bunch of real fears and a bunch of really potential dangerous situations. I mean, if you get to a point where you have no money or you don't know where you're going to, I mean, you just named off a list that's very real and raw. And then you finished it by saying, but how can I say no when God's been so faithful? That's amazing to me. And that's another one of the thousand reasons that I, that I love you guys and as a brother and sister in Christ, someone that can build me up and speak into my life like that. So Lauren, what about you? What are some you know fears and concerns of, of yours as, as, a, as a woman, as a mother, as a daughter of God? What, is, what does it look like for you? Right now, there's not a whole lot of fear. And, and Josh can attest to this. I tend to be the, um, the optimist and the God's going to provide uh, no matter what. She says it too much. Uh, he says I say it too much. <laughs> but I, I genuinely believe that he will provide. If he calls yeah. us to do something, I genuinely believe that with all my heart. So I know that it's different for you know, the leader, my husband as the head of our household and, and the, the things that are just in him, the, the way that he thinks and the way he thinks as the leader of the household. But just me, um, I don't have a whole lot of fear about this. In fact, I have quite a bit of peace about it. Um, yeah. and, and, and so that's really confirmation for me that, that I'm not, you know, getting, waking up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, like, what am I going to do? But there, there are some, 
I wouldn't necessarily deem them concerns, but there's always, it's, I think it's the questions, the questions yeah. that you have, you know, um, what are we going to for sure do to, to provide? Um, where are we going to live? And, and, and really, like Josh said, we've just put that on God you know, we need you to work that out. We've got a sign in our yard. And, and I told Josh, you know, I mean, we've already had four showings and the house has been on the market since Friday, which is yeah. a really good sign, but it's I, Tuesday, by the way. So this won't Tuesday, come out for a while, yeah, but, but I mean, that's just, just, just about four days. Great sign. Um, we, we're kind of in cruise control right now. We get to let God's timing work out instead of us trying to push it and make it work. Um, which doesn't get anybody anywhere but in a stressful place. So what has recently been um, burdening me, and actually it's really been over the the course of the entire time since we've said, yes, we are going to do this church plant. And it's those that um, are closest to me, um, such as my, my parents and, and, and grandparents, I, I haven't seen a whole lot of support um, in specific because of my children. It's just not been received very well. Um, yeah. and, and that's a hard place to be in because, you know, when you're doing something that you're really excited about, especially kingdom work, like you expect right. the people that you love the most to be as excited about it as you. And so it's like day in and day out, just the the conversation, if it goes anywhere to that, which this is a very large part of our lives. So pretty much day in and day out, there is something um, to be said. I mean, like I said, we've just put our house on the market uh, right. a couple of days ago. So that's something that, that, I, that I mentioned. So I, I am uh, burdened for um, the, the lack of support yeah. for this decision. And, and if there was a prayer that I could ask people to pray. It's that the people that we love and and really want support from would really seek God's will in this and yeah. and find peace in it. Um, right. You know, sometimes God does ask us to do things that seem a little crazy and and aren't in our comfort zone. But the important thing to Josh and I is that we are obedient. And one of my biggest fears is not showing my children what it looks like to be a Jesus follower and just expecting them to pick that up from the world because they're not going to pick it up from anywhere um, in the world. They're going to have to see it firsthand. And so I cannot think of a day where I would have to tell Madison and Elijah that we said that we would not go to Phoenix because it would be too hard for a young family with a two-year-old and a one-year-old. I can't, I can't give them that answer. Um, If anything, I want to say, Hey, you know what? It was, it was hard, but it was so fulfilling because we saw God move and God move big. And that's what Josh and I are so excited about. It's, it's not about what we're going to do in Phoenix. It is about what God is going to do in Phoenix and, and how exciting it is and how humbling it is to be even a small part of that. And I want my children to catch that fever, which means yeah. that my children may in turn one day and hopefully in turn will put me in the same position that, that my family is in where I'm going to have to say, okay, you're following God's will. You're not going to be right under me, but you're following God's will. That's all I can ever ask for my children is that they love God and that they serve him wholly and wholeheartedly. So, so yes, just praying for, 
for us and the people that um, that we love just so dearly to to that everyone will just continue to seek God's will and to find peace with this. Well, and this yeah. is where we like to throw in scripture. So, you know, Matthew ten thirty seven says, and Lauren shared this with me earlier. It says, anyone who loves their father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. And we like to throw that in right here um, because it, it really is the prayer for us um, and how we get through, you know, these types of situations you know, is you got to go back to the Bible and that scripture helps us, like I said, to just pray through this situation of the the lack of support from, you know, people, um, some people that surround us. You know, I mean, we yeah. have to go back to the Bible and the Bible clearly says that we are to put God first. You know, we have definitely counted the cost and it's not something that this is, uh, you know, on a whim or we're just doing this for our own fulfillment. There is a is a great cost. I mean, it, it does hurt us to not be around, you know, everyone and everything that we've ever known. That there there is a level of um, discomfort there, but the reward is so much greater. It outweighs it all, and and yeah. I just I can't imagine being two people who love the Lord saying that we, we, we choose that and we choose the comfort of, of this hometown and, and the people around us over the glory of God. We just can't right. do that. That's good. That's good. Easter's, I appreciate y'all and your willingness to share and for opening up to our listeners and just sort of being real and saying, Hey, here's who we are. Here's what we do. This is what we're about. And, uh, this is what God's called us to. We're scared. You know, we, we have worries. Um, there are unanswered questions, but it's what God has called us to. And so I appreciate it. I know those listening appreciate it. And I cannot wait to see what all God is going to do in the future um, through you individually, through your family, uh, and through us together as a team. So thank you both for being with us. And for our listeners, hey, thank you so much for joining us and for praying for us. Be on the lookout for episode number five, which will be out in just a couple of weeks. Be blessed. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.